Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book, Renegade Chapter 4. You don't know me yet, Cash told her client, but I hope you know that I'll do anything I could for you and Rory. All you have to do is call and ask. She studied him worriedly. It wouldn't be fair to involve you, she began. I have no family, he said, but nobody in all in the world. But you do, she protested. I mean, you told me that you have brothers and that your father's still alive. It's very hard. Except for Garen, my oldest brother, I haven't seen my other brothers or my father in years. He replied, my father and I don't speak. And you and your brothers, she pressed. His eyes were dark and troubled. Only Garen, he came to see me a few weeks ago. He did say that the others wanted to bury the hatchet. So you're on speaking terms at least. You can call it that. Then Rose came up. You don't forget people, do you? <laughs> you wouldn't look at her. Wouldn't answer her either. Turn his attention to the skeleton they were standing in front of. You must have been a very special person. She must have been a very special person, your mother. <laughs> she ventured. She was quiet and gentle. Shy with strangers. She loved to quilt, crochet, and knit. It sounded as if the words were being torn from. She wasn't beautiful or exciting. My father met the junior league model at a cattle show where they were filming a fashion review at the same time. He went crazy for her. My mother couldn't compete. <laughs> he was cruel to her, because she was in his way. She found out that she had cancer, and she didn't tell anybody. She just gave up. <laughs> his eyes closed. I stayed with her in the hospital. I wouldn't even go to school. My father stopped trying to make me. I was holding her hand when she died. I was nine years old. She didn't even think about other people around him. She turned and put her arms around him, pressing close. Go ahead, she whispered. Tell me. He hated this weakness. He hated it. But his arm closed around her slender body. The offer of comfort was irresistible. He held it inside for so long. He sighed at her ears, pressed on He had his mistress at the funeral. At my mother's funeral. He said coldly, she hated me, and I hated her. She called two of my three brothers, and they were crazy about her and furious with me because I wouldn't let her near me. <laughs> so I right through her. I knew she was only after Dad's property and his wealth. So to get even, she threw out all my mother's things, told my father that I called her terrible names, and that I made my father get rid of her. <laughs> she went along with the result was predictable, I guess, <laughs> but I never saw it coming. He sent me away to military school and refused to even let me come home at the holidays until I apologized for being rude to her. He laughed coldly, his arms hurting around her slender body, but she never broke it. Before I left, I told him that I hate him until my dying day, that I'll never set foot in his house again. He must have seen through her eventually. She promised his arm loosened just when I was twelve. He replied. He caught her in bed with one of his friends and kicked her out. She sued him for everything he had. That's when she told him that she lied about me to get me out of the way. <laughs> she laughs about it. She lost the lawsuit, but she cost him his oldest son. <laughs> she rubbed it in to get even. <laughs> How did you know? He wrote me a letter. Refused to answer his phone calls. He said he was sorry that he wanted me to come home. That he missed me. But you wouldn't go. She guessed almost herself. No, I wouldn't. 
I told him I never forgave him for what he did to my mother. Not to contact me again. I told him if he wouldn't pay to let me stay in the school, I'd work for my keep, but I wasn't going back to live with him. Closed his eyes, remember the pain and grief and fear he felt that day. So stayed in military school, made good grades, got promotions. When I graduated, they said he was in the audience, but I never saw him. I went right into the army afterward, from one special ops assignment to another. Occasionally, I did jobs in concert with other governments. When I got out of the army, I went freelance. Had nothing to live for, nothing to lose. And I got rich, he said. I didn't need anybody in the old days. I was hard as nails. <laughs> Funny, nobody tells you that. There are things you can't live with until you've already done them. <laughs> Her soft hand reached up to his lean, scarred cheek. Trace it to him. You're still there, she said quietly. Her eyes had an eerie paleness as they met his rugged ones. You're trapped in your own past. You can't get out because you can't let go of the pain and the hatred and the bitterness. Can you, he shouted back, can you forgive your attacker? She let it off. Not yet, she passed. But I've tried. At least I've learned to put it in the back of my mind for a long time. Hated the whole world, and then Rory came to live with me. And I realized that I had to put him first and stop dwelling on the past. Can't let it go of it completely, but it's not as much of a burden as it was when I was younger. Chased her eyebrows, willing for. I've never spoken of this to anyone. Ever. I'm a clam, she replied quietly. I work. I'm everybody's confidant. Same here. <laughs> I told him that governments would topple if I told him what I know. Maybe they would, too. My secrets aren't that important. Feel better? She asked, smiling up at him. In fact, I do. He said, surprised. Maybe you're a witch. He was putting spells on me. I have an uncle who said our family came from Druids in ancient Ireland. Of course, he also said we had relatives who, pre who were priests and one who was a horse thief. She laughed. He hated my mother and tried to get custody of me when I was 10. He died of a heart attack that same year. Tough break. My life has been one long tough break, she replied. Sort of like yours. We've both been through the wars and survived. <laughs> you don't have my memories, he said quietly. You might think of bad memories like boils, she commented, not totally fascist. They get worse until you land some. Not mine, honey. <laughs> Her eyebrows lifted. She was fascinated by the endearment. Uttered in that soft, deep tone, she called her a little odd because she hated that word when it was tossed around by a parade of would-be lovers who used it like a weapon against her femininity. He loved her single eyebrow. You like that, do you? He shot. You know that I don't use endearments as a rule, too, don't you? <laughs> she nodded. I know a lot of things about you that I shouldn't. His chin lived and he looked down his long, straight nose out. I only thought you were dangerous in Jacobsville. Now I know you are. She couldn't let you notice. She left and let her go. Come on. We're going to qualify as an exhibit if we stay here much longer. <laughs> he held out his hand. She cocked her head. Is that the only body part you're offering me? She asked. And then called her wildly when she realized what she just said. Burst out laughing, linking her fingers with this. Don't be pushy, he John. We haven't even had a torted petting session yet. She cleared herself. Don't get your hopes up. I have a prudish nature. It won't last long without me. I call that conceit. You won't when you see me in action. He teased and his fingers contracted. His voice dropped as he leaned closer. 
I know 12 really good positions, and I'm as slow as the blues in bed. If I weren't so modest, I could even give you references. I'm essential experience that you never forget. It's so modest, cheese. Man with my skills can do without modesty. He murmured wickedly. She would admit it, but the prospect made her utter breathless. She saw he saw that in her face. The smile grew broader. They had lunch in a Japanese restaurant where Tippy and Rory were fascinated to hear Cash converse fluently with the waiter. He was competent with chopsticks too. I didn't know you spoke Japanese, Tippy explained. Have you been to Japan? Several times, he replied, leaving a piece of chicken to his mouth with chopsticks. I love it there. Do you speak any other languages, Cash? Rory wanted to about six, I think. He replied lazily, smiled at the boy's fascination. If you ever want to get into intelligent work, languages will get you further than a law degree. No, you don't, Tippy told Rory when he started opening his mouth. You're going to get a nice job as a computer technician, get married, and have a family. Rory later, I'll get married when you do. Cass chuckled. Better yet, Rory added, I'll get married when he does. And he pointed to Cash. I wouldn't take that bet. Cash had advice, Tippy. Neither would I, she had to admit. Glanced at her curiously, but he didn't smile. In fact, he was feeling sensations he'd never experienced in his life. Getting a vicious case of cold feet. This woman made him want things, need things, that he feared more than bullets. He hated to take her to bed, and it was becoming obvious that she would let him. It was a prospect that made his head spin. He could almost picture having that perfect body on her, his own crisp sheets, feeling her long legs curl around him, her full lips clinging to his mouth. She knew nothing about consensual sex, she said, but he could teach her. He had plenty of experience, plenty of skill, and he can introduce her to a variety of feasts of physical pleasure. In fact, he was dying to do just that. <laughs> could she see it? Did she know? Her eyes were full of delight in his company. She might be second cousin to a virgin, but she certainly had the intellect. Intelligence to see desire in man's face as well as his body. Of course, she knew he felt trapped. He forced himself not to look at her while he tried to decide what to do next. Coming to New York, he told himself angrily, had been a bad idea. He needed to get out while well, there was still time. His change of attitude was all too evident to Tippy. He was suddenly very sensitive to nuances of his expression in his hard, lean face. She withdrew as well. She was polite and cheerful, but at the same distance. That was in cash now. It was also in her. They went back up to her apartment where a boy about Rory's age was standing at the door. Ringing the bell impatiently, he turned at the pressure of them. Hey, Rory. Mom says you'd take us to see that new fantasy flick and you can spend the night. He glanced at Tippy and Cash. And I guess you won't want to, though, since you got company. Oh, Cash isn't company, Don. He's family. Rory said without hesitation. Completely unworthy. Cash, please. I'd love to go. Can I sis? Don Hartley and his family lived next door, and they knew about Tippy's troubles with her mother. They never let Rory out of their sight. She hesitated. Well, she began. I bet Cash is dying to take you out somewhere fancy, just the two of you, Rory promised. And you won't even have to bribe me. Cash first out of We could go to the ballet, he said. I uh, have tickets. I didn't know if you wanted to go. I love ballet. She said, I want to study it when I... I wanted to study it when I was a child, but I never had the opportunity to look back it on. Okay, he can go. Just until breakfast, though. I won't get him to have him around very long, because we start shooting again the day after New Year's. You're joking. Cash explained. I'm not. The producer told us that his director has to start shooting a new film in Europe in March, so he's in a hurry to get this one in the can. She said. You'll get bruised even more, Roaring Rush. 
What can I say? She asked and then grinned. I'm a star. <laughs> Rory packed an overnight bag and went next door. Cash returned to his hotel to change into a suit. While well, Tippy went grasping through her entire wardrobe, looking for just the right dress, she only found she only found it when Cash was at the door again. She caught her breath at the sight of him in evening clothes with a spotless white shirt and black tie, while they caressed trousers and shoes so polished that they reflected the ceiling. Her hair was loose as her neck, slightly waving jet black. He looked devastating handsome. You're going in a housecoat, then? He asked, nodding. She pulled her closer. I was looking for the right dress. He checked his watch. Got five minutes to find it. He pointed out. I have reservations at the Bull and Beer for six o'clock. <laughs> it's one of the most exclusive restaurants in the city. At the Walford Estrada, he added for I know. The ballet starts at eight. I'm ready. If you're not going in that, he indicated the angle link blue housecoat. You better get cracking. She left the vapor trail getting into her bedroom. She wore an off-the-shoulder white bubble dress with a black bow and topped it with a black bubble coat with a white linen. She lifted she left her hair long and used the faintest trace of makeup. She put on diamond earrings and diamond necklaces and bracelet. Without looking again in the mirror, she went out to join Cass. He was browsing through a bookshelf when he heard the door open. He turned and his face froze. She felt something scared. Should I wear something else? She asked nervously. Just looked at her. Dark eyes now are quiet. <sighs> I saw painting in a gallery once. He remembered moving towards a fairy dancing in the moonlight laughing. You look like her. Was she wearing a velvet coat then? She asked. I'm not joking. He framed her face in the beginning. I thought she was the most seductive creature I've ever seen until right now. So I told her take my breath away. So her lips settled on her mouth slowly, gently, so that he didn't frighten her. He drew her against him lazily, not forcefully, and his lips toyed with hers until he felt her tense body relax, until he felt her lips slacken. She took a jerky breath and slowly settled close against his hard chest. Her hands slid up to the nap of his strong neck. He felt her coldness against her skin. He lifted his head scant inches so that he could look into her beautiful pale green eyes. She was frightened, but she wasn't fighting to get away. If anything, those eyes were glittering with desire. I won't hurt you, he promised quietly. I'm not afraid of you, she said breathlessly. Breathlessly, are you sure? He taunted at her mouth. He bit it at it in quick, dirt little kisses that had an explosive effect on both of them. He caught her hips suddenly, reverting them to the powerful thrusts of his body. She gasped, shivering at the sudden rush of hot pleasure that seethed in her veins at the intimate contact. Yes, you know what that is, don't you, baby? He ground out against her mouth. His hands tightened and his mouth hardened on it. Don't you? Want to feel it inside you? He whispered at her. Cash, she struggled helplessly. Really frightened when she couldn't get away. Really see finally was sorry. He bit off. She didn't move. Her eyes said, Me too, I forgot. Men lose control. She was, I don't, he not ever, not until just now. <laughs> she stared at him with wide, fascinated eyes. Stark confession should have frightened her. That the opposite effect, you realized, that made him seem more vulnerable to her. It exercised her fear in one long sigh. It's all right, she whispered a manager's soft smile. I'm not frightened anymore. <laughs> His fingers teeths around her softly round chin. They moved to her mouth and toward with her soft lips. He explored her, his fingers, like an artist's brush, touching the chase and tormenting. Her body rippled as his arm drew in closer, but her lips lifted and her eyes closed to Blake Nick's invitation. 
It tastes like cotton candy, Tippy. He breathed as his mouth settled gently over Parlips. I could eat you alive. <laughs> she felt the hardness of his lips, rushing at her, teasing and lifting, searching. She followed him blindly, hanging against him like a dove, living from a second to a second in his loose embrace. He wasn't threatening. He wasn't frightening. She loved the touch of his body against hers, the clean, crisp scent of his aftershave. She loved the way he held her with tenderness, but also with strength and confidence. All little tremors began to work through her legs up her spine. She moved closer to Cash uncertain her hands behind his neck began to link her body lifted involuntarily in their closer contact she would have died to have him about those responses and lifted his mouth from hers to search her confused face you want me i know it but i won't take advantage you're safe he breathed it's all right to let go i won't hurt you I won't force you, all right she was still uncertain but she nodded faintly and closed her eyes waiting her chest and him made his knees weak. He knew instantly how hard this was for her to give up control of her body to a man after what she suffered in her youth. He clamped down hard on his own rising desire. He wanted to be tender with her. He wanted her to feel such pleasure that she'd never be able to look at another man as long as she lived. His mouth brushed her softly, and then instinctively he let her responses guide him, drawing him back slightly when she stiffened, pressing his advantage when she pushed closer to him. Seconds rushed by, and a heated pulse of pleasure that grew and grew. She moaned softly when his mouth grew hungry on her lips, and her body lifted up against his with real need. He felt the desire funnel up in her, felt her own hunger kindle from contact with his. Yes, he thought feverishly she wanted him, even if she didn't know yet. He reached around her and lifted her completely off the floor in his embrace, and his mouth became passionate on her soft lips. She shivered at the need in him that she could feel like a living pulse. His mouth was fierce in its possession of her lips. His body began to tauten. She heard him groan huskily into her mouth as his arms tightened roughly at her back. She should have been frightened. He might never he might never lose control with another woman, but he was quickly losing it with her. She was flattered at the need she sensed to in him. She recalled dazedly what he told her once about it having been a long time between women. He was hungry. She was apparently willing. What if he didn't want to stop? What if he could stop? He felt her enthusiasm wane. He drew away from her at once, let her slip back to her feet, and he lifted his head, watching her. His face wiped clean of expression. Only his lanky dark eyes were laughing. She swallowed hard. Just check it. She vanished quickly. To see if I really could stop, he mused with a smile. She nodded, embarrassed. She was almost, you know what I expected. <laughs> Neither are you. She hid her face against him for a minute. Remember the blank question he asked her earlier? Even remember it aroused her? She thought of feeling him deep inside her body. She ever was exquisite pleasure. Just as she started to say something, we blamed him and drew back. We kissed it to her nose. We better go. We're going to throw everything off schedule. She looked up at him, hesitating. She felt all over, strained, hungry. Her eyes were full of unsatisfying need. If I asked you. Yes, he prompted. She's falling for herself to sleep. If I asked you to make love to me, he pressed his thumb against his whole mouth. He says, I want to. You can't imagine how much, but I don't start things I can't finish. But I could finish this, she said with painful emphasis. I could. With you. His body actually shuddered. He put her away from him. He didn't dare accept that invitation. He should be shot for what he'd already done and said tonight. We're not going to. Not tonight. 
offer you dinner in the ballet, he said, virtually moving to him. Only that, he glanced at her, are you coming? She felt ashamed that she made such a rash offer to cash grab of all people. She was very sad for making her feel that way. He started it after all, throwing his perfect body at her like that, and then slapped her down when she got aroused. We're all men like that. Dinner in the ballet. He should agree courtly, wrapping her coat around her tightly and buttoning it up to her chin. Don't worry, I won't try to seduce you in the front seat of the car. He glared down. Thanks. I was really worried. <laughs> she went by him in a fury. They, without knowing what, and Tiffy felt guilty because it was delicious. They went from the elegant restaurant to the ballet where she sat beside Cash and never saw what was happening on stage, except for nothing. The beautiful colors and how they reflected on the dancers. She was angry. She was elated. She was eating up with physical desire that she never felt before in her life. She was blinded by her hunger for her. She wanted to jump on him and tear his clothes off where he was sitting. Outraged and mortified for her own helpless urges, she ignored him throughout the performance. As if he understood completely what she was feeling, he didn't say a word or even touch her until the ballet was over and they were falling out of the theater. Took her arm to help her across the street to the parking garage, but she was like steel to touch. He unlocked the door and she got inside, reaching oddly for her seatbelt. He glanced at her as he started the engine and pulled out of the parking space. He felt remorseful about refusing what she offered him, but he was honest. He had nothing to give, nothing at all. It would have been unfair to take advantage of something she couldn't help. He was flattered that she could feel such attraction for him, but he didn't trust it. He didn't trust her. He was still stunned that he spilled his darkest secrets to a woman who was after all a little more than a stranger except that she did feel like a stranger felt familiar too familiar he whipped the car out into traffic with muted violence she noticed she turned her evening back over in her lap looked out the window at the crowded streets with their floods of neon lights and glimmering messages on billboards don't get conceited, Grier, she said softly. I'm sure there are at least five or six other men on the planet who could make me feel like ravishing them on the sidewalk. He made a rough sound in her throat. She didn't look as to she didn't look to see if it was laughter or something else. Besides, I can always take a cold shower and go in for team sports. Scar jerked on her hands as he tried to cope with that. He was Will you give it a rest? he asked after a minute. We both know you started screaming. you'd start screaming the minute I laid hands on you with intent. She started. Is that what you think? I've been in law enforcement and military most of my life. He said, showing in traffic for a turn. I know more about rape victims than you do. She didn't say anything else, but she was watching him waiting. He glanced at her as he made it. You may have the best instincts in the world, but it's not going to be that easy for you to be with a man. Even a man you think you want to. One of the roughest rape cases I ever testified in was a similar circumstance. A young girl who'd been raped tried to make it with her new boyfriend, but she couldn't go through with it, and he couldn't stop. What happened? She started screaming about the time her parents came home. They had the boy arrested. She tried to recall the check. Recall the charges, but it was too late. He didn't get probation. It was a first offense, but he never spoke to her again. She really loved him. She just couldn't have sex with him. She pulled her arms together over her coat and shivered. You get the picture? He asked her. She nodded. Her eyes went back to the passing storefront. His lips flattered again. I couldn't live with it if I lost control and forced you, okay? He admitted finally. He got her breath. Her cop was off. But I offered, she said, I was going to What would that mean if I left you with more scars than you've already got? Her anger evaporated, and she studied and cried. I've never felt like this with anyone. 
since it happened, she confessed. I was very attracted to Colin, but he found women repulsive. Even so, it wasn't like this. I'm, I'm on fire. <laughs> she said with nervous laugh. I ain't all over. It's almost like pain. All I can think of is how it would feel to be with you in bed all night. <laughs> Sands tightened on the steering wheel. Till they turned white. While he tried to convince himself that this was a disaster waiting to happen. <sighs> but if you're not interested, you're not interested. I guess you're worried about that marriage thing. I don't have any plans to propose to you, no matter how good you are in bed. That would change your mind, she promised. He laughed and spotted himself. You don't understand. You're impotent, she murmured, Jolly Clear. I am not impotent. You're saving yourself for someone you haven't told me about. She <laughs> hell. I'm only trying to explain to you that I want your cooperation in a science project. She continued on manage. What? <laughs> A science project. Anatomy, she grinned. He was losing ground. This wasn't good. He had to keep his head because it was sheer bet that she was losing her own. I won't even ask you to leave the lights on. He Well, I would have wanted him out. Well, a man of your age. You remember glancing at his polished nails? I mean, you might have inhibitions about your body. She peered at him through her lashes. He felt himself go taunt. He wondered if she realized how rousing this sort of conversation was. I have a great body, thanks. In that case, we can leave the lights on. He gave an exasperation sigh. As he turned on her, she pulled up in front of her apartment with the engine still running. He scrawled out her in the glare of the street lights. You want to do it right here with the engine running? She slipped a hush tone looking around. I do not. He bit off. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> then shouldn't we go upstairs? She prompt. I haven't checked door to door, of course, but I'm sure my neighbors are easily shocked. <laughs> he met her level stare and tried to weigh the consequences logically, but his mind wasn't cooperating. His body made it impossible to think at all. Just the sight of her in that white gown with her bodice plunging and hitting at the beautiful curves underneath made him ache. It had been a long time, too long. He was wrapped for a reckless night in bed, but not with an abused woman who was barely one step removed from virginity. Last chance, she said breathlessly, her nails biting into her evening bag as she fought in her shyness to make the outrageous offer. He sighed angrily. Listen, she held up. You're just bristling with excuses. He clicked. I'm sorry, but it's no use. You don't want to. Okay, I understand. Thanks for dinner in the ballet. I know it didn't look like you, but I really did enjoy them. She opened the door and got out, smiled fortunately. Are you going to be around tomorrow? It's Christmas Eve. I don't know. If you are, I'm having turkey dressing and all the trimming, she said. He was confused and upset. He'd never been in a situation where he was so torn between two alternatives. Never wanted a woman so badly either, but he thought he out. her outlook was overly optimistic. She never really dealt with her path. Have you even had therapy? He asked roughly. You think I need therapy because I offered you sex? He explained. Hell, he burst out. Can't you, can't you be serious for a minute? <laughs> For my whole dark life being serious, and it's getting me nowhere. You need counseling, he insisted. She glared at him. I don't need counseling. All I need is... Well, never mind what I need. You're not interested. 
You haven't faced your past, he said flatly. Oh, yes, I have. Despite what you think, I can live with my past. Can you? She turned and started up the stairs. She was angry, but her body was still throbbing like a wound. She couldn't quite control that over her unsatisfied desire. Thought she couldn't function as a woman. She knew she could. With him, at least. But if he wouldn't believe her, there was little hope in showing him. She paused as she unlocked her front door to look back at him. He was still sitting in the car, scrowling with both windows up and the moonroof closed. The car was still running, too. She waved and went inside. It was the hardest thing she done in years. She knew she might never see him again. The funny thing was that she'd been telling the truth. Her body was throbbing with desire. She wanted him so much that she was almost shaking with it. Any other man would have had her in the bedroom before she could get the whole invitation out. She had to run across the man who was too concerned with her hang-ups except a blatant offer. End of chapter 4